sing the bottom part first, okay? Discrimination. 
That smells right? That doesn't look right to me. Because it's all uppercase. It doesn't look like it smells right. I have a self-consciousness about this because when I spell things up here, sometimes I'll think, that doesn't look right and it's actually wrong, spelled wrong. All right, discrimination. Now, when you hear the word discrimination, what comes to your head? What comes to your head when you hear the word discrimination? As a matter of fact, the word that comes to your mind is the same word that comes to the dictionary. The things have changed so much that when you see the word discrimination, let me just look up right now, just to prove a point here. When I mention the word discrimination, your mind goes to a certain thought. And when I type in the word discrimination, for definition, here's what it says. The unjust or prejudicial treatment of different categories of people. That's the first definition. Especially on the grounds of ethnicity, age, sex, or disability. Quote, example, victims of racial discrimination. It's funny how when you see a word or think of a word, it is, it is kind of fluid and it goes along with today's culture. Now, a long time ago, recognition, second definition, recognition and understanding of the difference between one thing or another. Quote, this is old-fashioned, quote, discrimination between right and wrong, end quote. That was before. The present definition Bumped to the top is it's about race, it's about putting people down, it's about um, ethnicity, age, disability, making people a victim due to racial discrimination. Do you know that discrimination is not a bad word? Discrimination is not a bad word. So the lesson today, and spilling over to 1045, is going to be about discrimination, Bible examples, and more things, truth from the Bible about discrimination. But did you know that discrimination is a good thing? Which is to say that if you don't have any discrimination, if you don't see differences, you're a dangerous, dangerous person. Things in this life is more dangerous because if you don't see differences, it's really not safe to be around a society, in a society where there is no distinctions. So if we say discrimination is about racial prejudice, well, who is for that? Nobody's for that. You, you know the saying is, don't judge a book by its cover? Well, that's about being discriminatory. You see a book, it's got a black cover, you say, oh, that must be an evil book. Maybe not. You see a book, it's got a white cover or nice, nice photograph, nice painting or something, you say, oh, it must be a great book. You can't judge a book by its cover. So when you judge or when you look at something and you try to figure out what it is, if you are going to go by just the appearances, then of course you might be judging wrong. As a matter of fact, if you come to a Bible verse, come to John chapter 7. And this is a good verse to get us going in the direction for the lesson today about discrimination. <clears throat> judging by just what you see by the appearance, many times is going to be a wrong conclusion. John chapter 7. Now here's a clear statement, and there's a context to this, but let me just read verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge just by the color of someone or something. 
Don't judge because of just what you see. Then he says in verse 24, but judge righteous judgment. So judging is not wrong, but judging prematurely is wrong based on what you see or what you hear. Let me give you some examples about judgment and making discrimination, discriminatory judgments, uh, seeing differences in things. Now I have a I have a pen in my hand. What color is this pen? What color is this pen? Black and white. Black and white. What if I told you this pen is also orange, like this is orange, because I see no difference? What would you say if I told you that? Colorblind. Colorblind. I'm colorblind and something else might be wrong with me too. What if I told you that uh, this Android is an Apple phone? Well, no, it's not. No, it's not, even though I say so. Uh, discrimination is not a bad thing. Seeing differences is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Uh, I went to Costco this past week, and I had to get some bell peppers. And there were some, she always, my wife always tells me, be sure when you buy potatoes or onions, check the bag, see if there's any dampness in it, because it might not be too good, and so on like that. She wanted me to get her some strawberries. Went down to Costco, even though they got some strawberries. But when I get to the the produce department, you know, it's very cold in there. Went there, looked for strawberries, found a whole bunch of strawberries. I had to do one thing. I had to pick through the strawberries. I had to pick them up, turn upside down, shake a little bit to see if there's any mold, any any softness, any, any mellow kind of fruit there. And so I said, ah, this one, put it outside. And I grabbed another one. And then I had to take one out, eat it to see if it's fresh. <laughs> I didn't do that. And put it, I had to be discriminatory. I, I didn't say to myself, well, it's strawberries from Costco. They're all good. Wait, sometimes they're not all good. Yeah. Have you ever bought um, a big bag of spinach or a big bag of um, uh, whatever spring mix like that? And sometimes it's so big the bag, you pick it up, you look at the top of the scoop, but then you turn around, you see some wet leaves and things like that. Okay, so what do you do? Do you say, oh, this is a great bag? No, no, you, you pick and choose which bag is the better bag of all the bags. You pick the best bag, I should say. You're discriminatory. And then uh, when you pick up eggs, you ever shop for eggs? What is, what's the first thing people do when they pick up a, a little carton of eggs, 18 and 12? You pick it up, you flip it over, right? Why do you do that? Why don't you just take for granted that every carton of egg is perfect? Well, if you think that way, you're going to get eggs that got home, your wife's going to say, hey, why don't you get this uh, container of eggs? I said, what's wrong with them? Did you turn over? No. I figured they're all the same. This one's got cracked shells over here. If you had turned over, you would have seen that. That's well, why you cook right off here. <laughs> so you're going to have to be discriminatory, and it's a, it's a healthy thing to have discrimination about you. Uh, what about um, now the grandkids? They like to look at cars and tell me all about cars. And I said, what's that? Just to test them. They said, that's a Tesla, one, two, three. What is that? That's a Honda, four, five, six. What is that? That's a piece of you know, junk, whatever. And they're very discriminatory. They can see differences. Uh, to me, they all look the same. I can't tell. They can tell a lot about cars. And uh, whenever you buy something like a car or a computer or some device from Amazon, don't you check out the reviews? Don't you see the star ratings? Don't you look at things to be discriminatory, to find the differences? Don't you compare prices? Of course, we all do that because discrimination is a good word to see differences in prices, differences in quality, and things like that. When it comes to clothing, do you not 
um, actually see differences in clothing? Of course you do. And when it comes to um, art, art, that's a shape. That's a shape. That's a shape. This is a shape. This is a shape. All right? Now, if your art teacher told you, draw a triangle, and the boy draws that, what was the teacher gonna say? What's the teacher gonna say? No, that's not a triangle. That's a almost a circle. Draw a triangle. He draws this one. He just says, now this is a triangle, and he draws it for him. Is the teacher mean to point out the differences? Is the boy is something wrong in his thing to say, I think this is a triangle. Alright, let's try something else. Draw a square. And the boy draws that. Teacher says, no. See, no's not a bad word either. He says, no, that's not a square, that's a rectangle. He says, but I think that's a square. Teacher says, no. There's a difference between a square and a rectangle. There's a difference between a triangle and a circle. Draw me a straight line. No, that's a wavy line. That's a straight line. But teacher, I look at that as a straight, that's straight to me. Let's go to math. Two plus two equals four. The boy says two plus two equals 22. Teacher says, sorry, two plus two is not 22. But I think it's 22. I insist that it's 22. I want two plus two to be 22. So I am right. Teacher says, wait a minute, two plus two is four. The teacher is showing the student, there are some things that are so, and some things are not so. And you have to discriminate between this and that. Let's make this color red. And then you have yellow. And then you have green. And if you know anything about driving, if you have driven at all, you know that these are some of the things you must learn about in driving for safety. Red means to stop. Yellow means, oh, it's gonna turn to red pretty soon. Green means, now let's say you come to an intersection and you have the red light and you say to yourself, I think red means green. I'm just going to go right through. Try and see what happens. Try and see what happens. If you see green and you think it means red, what's going to happen? You're going to have some honks behind you. Hey, come on up there. Get going, get going. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get up, whatever. Get up your phone. Well, green means go. You cannot say that these all mean the same thing. So do you understand the point about discrimination? It is not wrong to say that some things are different. Some things are not the same. So where is all this going? Well, when it comes to when it comes to people, well, let's take money for example. Money. Let's take money. Here is here is one dollar, one dollar, and here is five dollar, and here is twenty dollar. Now, okay, if I told you, you owe me twenty dollars. He, you give me a $1 bill. I said, what's this? You're 19. You said, no, to me, $1 is like $20. And I said, you know what? You're $19, you crook. Because I make distinctions. I see the differences. 
If you say, no, no, I really believe that $1 is $20. I'm going to look at you and say, you know what? You got to go to the doctor, get a physical, or do something because you're not thinking right. No, I really think $5 is $20. You only $15. So is it wrong to be discriminatory? No. Is it, is it healthy to be discriminatory? Yes. When it comes to these things, because this is about seeing differences, and when you don't see differences, you're going to get all kinds of problems. Problems with this. Now, I will guarantee you, if someone owed you 20 and gave you just one, and then shifted this is $20, you'd be upset about that. You would be. If you go to your bank and give you change, and they gave you $1 instead of $20, would you be upset about that? You should be. You sure you turn your phones off? <laughs> At the bank. A penny makes a difference. A penny makes a difference. They have to see the differences. Uh, when it comes to traffic uh, lights, you have to understand the, the differences and what the colors mean. You cannot just pretend it's all the same. When it comes to art, when it comes to shapes, you must see the differences. You must. You cannot say they're all the same. When it comes to when it comes to people, you cannot say all people are the same. You cannot say all people are the same. Now, for example, come over to the book of Mark. The book of Mark. We're talking about discrimination, which to some people are it is a fighting word, but it is not a fighting word. It's a word of common sense and basic life and seeing differences for our safety. Mark. Chapter 10. There is significance to discrimination. And there is great danger when you don't see differences. Mark chapter 10. And drop down to verse number. Let's begin at verse number. Uh, Five, uh, verse number one, Mark 10, verse number one. And he arose from thence and came into the coast of Judea by the farther side of Jordan. And the people resort unto him again. And as he was wont, he taught them again. That was his habit. That was his manner. That was his way of life every day. Whenever people assembled around, he taught them or he preached to them. That was his manner. Verse two. And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife? Tempting him. And he answered and said unto them, What did Moses command you? So what did the Lord do? He took them back to the scriptures for an answer. They asked a question, and he asked, he answers with a question. It's a good, it's a good quote tactic or way of dealing with people like this. Verse 4, and they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement. And to put her away, verse 5, Jesus answered and said unto them, For the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept, verse 6, But from the beginning of the creation of God, of the creation, God made them male and female. When it comes to discrimination, when it comes to people, there are only two kinds of people, biologically, male and female. What's the universal symbol in the bathroom before? It was, uh, what was the male one? Do you have a cross coming down? And then you have one going like that. 
it's, it's so, I haven't seen such a, but I think it's one, you know, something like that. I noticed that. Anyway, you used to have traditionally restrooms, you have male and female. Okay? They still have it in some, a lot of places. But now, people have taken away distinctions, they've taken away differences, made everything the same. Okay? So now you have, you have in society, in a culture, there's no discrimination. There's a strong push. It's been going on for such a long time. It seems like it seems like all of, all of a sudden it, there's a a snowplow just pushed all this stuff right in our on our, our, our driveway. All of a sudden, where everything now has to be like this, where nobody is what they really are. Biologically, biologically, we can identify as whatever we are. Not long ago, last year I believe in the Ivy League, there was a a male guy who was on a men's swimming team prior to that in another school, he was ranked like 200 something, way down below as a swimmer. He insisted that he was a, a girl and the school buckled down to his pressure and the school was afraid of being discriminatory. And so they said, yeah, you can come to our team. So he joined the girls swimming team and because of him being on the swimming team, that team that he was on of all girls, he's the only guy, but identifies as a girl, uh, they won championships, he won championships, he beat other women by a whole pool length. It was very unfair, because men are bigger, stronger than women. You know that is true. That's discrimination. That's seen the differences. And so, but he insisted he was a female. But he's a male. And he won all, and when it came time, uh, there was a particular race, race um, uh, another swimmer from, I think, Mississippi State, in this big competition, they were tied for first place, but they had one trophy. They had one trophy in first place, but they were both tied by time. And so this female, in his female swimming meet, it, she tied with the guy, which was embarrassing for the guy because he should have, he should have won by 20 yards. So that swimmer was that good, he was that bad, but he's still a guy. When it came time to be in the top one to receive the gold medal or whatever it was, the, the administration says we have a tie, we have one, one medal, we'll give it to this guy, uh, whatever his name is. And she said, why? She said, because the official said, because we want to give it to her. So they promoted her, and the legitimate female swimmer that won did not get anything but a piece of paper. She is now going out speaking against this injustice about women's sports being ruined because men identify as women, they can come in and compete and they're gonna win all these trophies and medals. Of course they will because they're men. So when there's no discrimination, you don't see differences, all kinds of bad things gonna happen. Do you know that? You gotta be careful here that this guy was in the female locker room. And you can just take it from there. And they said they felt so uncomfortable because this guy was there. He's not supposed to be there, but he was because he claimed to be a, no discrimination, big trouble. It's a dangerous situation when you don't see differences. It's extremely dangerous. When you think another country is your friend because you want to trade with, 
that we want to not offend them, you don't see them as what they really are, then it's a dangerous situation to be in. So discrimination is a good, it's a good thing. It's a good word. It's to see the differences of things. Okay? So th those are some practical things about discrimination. Um, now let's go to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Here's another verse that speaks about discrimination. Seeing differences. You probably know this scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Speaking of strength, I was going to bring a 20-pound dumbbell today and see which one your legs could carry it. And then see which man can carry it. Well, I know what's going to happen. I know who's going to be able to carry it. And I know who's not going to be able to carry it. Well, because there's a big difference biologically as God made us to be different from one another. Let me just say something else about this before I get to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Is there something wrong with being different? No. Again, I ask, is there something wrong with being different? If the Bible makes a distinction between people, does that make someone less than the other because we see differences? Of course, the answer is no. Yet, there are certain people in politics and in this culture, they insist that everybody should be the same. We should not show distinctions and differences. But there are different... I remember one time Ken told me that when he was uh, deployed to Afghanistan, they have the big trunk that they have to haul their personal gear in, and they weigh maybe a couple hundred pounds. They're going up a flight of stairs, and uh, these guys are pulling up their lock, their little... I'll, I'll call them a uh, duffel bag, but... Uh, foot lockers. Foot lockers. And they're dragging it upstairs. These guys, are, they're walking up like this, carrying up, bang, 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 all the way to the top, three floors. And this woman soldier was doing this. She had a real hard time pulling up. One of the guys says, you need some help? She said, no, I can do it myself. So they said, okay. And they kept on going. <laughs> she thought she was equal in strength to a man because she's equal. And she struggled. It took her 10 minutes to get upstairs. <laughs> what does that prove? Well, that proves that we're different. Does that mean the guys are better than her? No, not at all. She's probably pretty smart. I don't know what her rank was, but that's not wise. That's not smart. That's not common sense to say, I'm going to ignore our differences and not be equal to you. Was well, that right? Now, they are pushing... It a lot more in our culture as you already may know and in basketball they have female referees now because it's the political thing to do um, when it comes to professional sports there's there's still female basketball leagues professionals the WNBA which nobody watches the W women's national basketball whatever it's called nobody watches it Nobody cares. You have a championship game, nobody shows up in attendance. Men's basketball is very well attended because it's a very popular sport. still is because it's macho, it's manly, it's dunking your face, it's hard fouls. It's like that. It appeals to the men. No guy wants to really watch female basketball players. Now, girls might, but there's a different kind of attention to that than from the men. You never have a girl, even if she's an all-star, migrate over to the men's basketball league 
and play and start. You'd never have that happen. You know why? You might have a six foot two girl basketball player, a star in the women's league, but a six foot two girl in the men's basketball league, she is just not even on the team. If she's on the team, it's because the management has said she's got to be on the team, which means she takes some other player's position. Another player cannot play because she's got that, and she's not even going to play because she cannot compete with the guys, speed-wise, strength-wise, jumping ability, all these kind of things. That's not to say she's in theory. She's only in theory in strength and skill, that's all. But among women, she's great. Let me say one more thing. Well, one of the greatest so-called tennis players uh, is Serena Williams. She won 24 um, Grand Slam champions, which is very hard to do even with one. They were pushing her to play another great tennis player, Roger Federer, in an exhibition, which means it doesn't count. They were playing mixed doubles. So guy and a girl, one team, down like that, professionals. And uh, when she served the ball with women, her serve is really hard to return. When she serves the ball to the men, they just, <laughs> it's so easy. And when, and uh, they, they were saying, okay, this is about equality. And when the guy served to the girl, when the guy served to Serena, she did this. She ducked because the serve came so hard, so fast, she could not even get her racket up. And then she laughed it off, you know, which made the point. Which made the point. The guys are not supposed to hold up on the serve. They were supposed to serve like this as a guy. And when they did, she ducked. She covered her face because the ball came so hard. And when she served, the hard she could, I mean, she destroyed female blood, but she could not even touch the men. <laughs> it was like that. It was so hilarious. It was the opposite effect of what they wanted. Is she inferior? No. She's just different. That's all there is. There's nothing wrong with saying we're different. There's nothing wrong with saying we're different. In our church, we've got Filipinos, we've got Hollies, we've got Japanese, we've got Buddha heads, we've got uh, Pakes, we've got, you know, you know, whatever. Who's going to say, I feel in fear because why would you feel that way? Just because there's no reason for that. Right. There's no reason for that. Well, man, these cookies are so good. Well, well, my cookies are good, but they're not as good as hers. I'm not as good. No, no, you just have different. That's all. That's all that is. And so when it comes to discrimination, you got to be real careful not to look at differences as inferiority. It's not. It is not. When it comes to, when it comes to surgery, what do you want? When you want, you need a procedure done, and you are the patient, what do you want in the operating room of your surgeons? You want diversity or you want skill? I mean, if you don't know the answer to that one, you're not thinking right, really. In the operating room, you want skill, experience, you want really, really good doctors. You don't want someone there just because they were given a position because it'll make it look better politically. You don't want someone there, a minority in there, just because we need to make it look really good. No, you don't want that. You want you want skill. You want you want training. You want quality there. Isn't that so? Well, this looks very diverse. What does that mean? Okay, now you have four white guys and two black guys. What? Is, what is, why is that better? Why is that better? 
air control tower operators. What do you want up there? What do you want in an airplane pilot? What do you want in a dentist? Look, I'm Chinese, high quality. <laughs> I have a new dentist in Kanye, and uh, <laughs> the hygienist, the one that does the flossing and all that kind of stuff, you know, before the dentist actually sees you. She's been there for like 20 years. And I kind of was butting her up because I want to be gentle. I, I'm real gentle, you know, I'm real tender. I, I'm a gagger. And when they when they floss my teeth, I want them to do a real, because I have tight between, you know, and so in, 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 I, I want them to be gentle. This woman, I gotta see her again Thursday, in six months. I gotta see her again Thursday. If I get her again, I'm gonna tell her, look, you know, I've got, I can say when you do the floss, don't jam it through and then keep jam, jam it through and then stop because I want you to, to hurt my guts, make me bleed. Uh, so she's been there a long time. She's Chinese. I didn't go to that dentist because she's there. No, I don't care if she's Chinese, Japanese, Ilocano, Filipino, uh, Laotian, uh, Vietnamese. I don't care what she is. Just not Holly. No. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want that. I want someone who's gentle. I don't go to a dentist because they're of my ethnicity. That's not relevant to me. Although I think sometimes Asians are very good and very gentle, but not always the case. Sometimes the old, um, the old, um, the old uh, white man, that nasty, mean white man, troublemaker white man, all of our troubles go because of him. Sometimes they're the most gentle and the best, really. So you just don't go by the, the color of the skin or the slant of their eyes, the shape of their eyes, or the way they talk, or their, you know. No, no, you want someone who is good at what they do. You take your car to a mechanic. Oh, I took my car to um, some mechanic down on Bertina Street last week, and uh, I got I got caught up into the, the ad, the, the, the Yelp reviews. Oh, 40 years experience, blah, the best. This mechanic went down there early, early what, what was it, Wednesday morning? Last Wednesday morning, I, I dropped it off at 7.30, got there early, when raining hard, you want to get into traffic like that, so I got there a little bit early, waited around, and took the car. The guy was so nice, he was so nice, so pleasant. We talked about the car, what I wanted to have done, and um, when it's all done, he called me, said, the car's done, come back. We talked about the car. He says, here's what I did. I changed the oil. I said, you changed the oil? I said, now before he did anything, we talked about the car and the history of the car. And I told him twice, I said, the oil was changed in November. I got three more thousand, I'm good, you know. No, he changed the oil. I said, why'd you change the oil? I came here to have the transmission oil change, not the engine oil change. And he began, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, that doesn't make any sense. But he was so pleasant, so smiley, and so nice and everything. And then the worst thing of all, he changed my frame on my license plate in the back of the car to his business. Oh. <laughs> I'm advertising for this guy that I don't like. And so... When I saw that, I was at home and said, what in the world is going on here? And this guy was so presumptuous, he did that for me. Oh, <laughs> now, see, he sounded nice. He was very pleasant. But as far as the work that was done, he did what I didn't want him to do. That bothers me. Yeah. Because when we talked on the phone, he says, we'll talk what needs to be done, and uh, we'll check it out. And then if, if there's anything we want to do, 
we'll, we'll consult and get your okay first. Well, that sounded right. But that's not what happened. I am discriminatory. I exercise discrimination. And I'm telling you that so that if you ever have a need to go to that guy, I'm going to tell you who he is so you don't go to him. Because that bothers me. That they would go through their spiel and, you know, try to bamboozle someone and smooth talk and everything and get what they want. And then he said, now, here's what uh, we... It was a, a check on the car, uh, overall condition. He had a list of things right over here. And he says, okay, now you need to get new brakes, front and back, you need to do this, da, 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 da. And he said, this one's gonna cost here. And this one's gonna cost over here. And he said, no, uh, because it's a lot of money. And I said, you ain't kidding, it's a lot of money. He said, you can do it piecemeal, do the front first, do the back later on, and it's okay. It's not such a hardship when you look at that thing. Now, it wasn't, I'm gonna do this. It was what you should have done in, in a certain amount of time. And so, um, uh, I'm not going back. Because the price he's asking for is three times what I can get it done for. For breaks. Three times. Three times. But they are specialists. They're specialists. They're specialists in hybrids. They're specialists. So, I'm discriminatory. I don't have money to throw away. So, I'm using my money the best way it can go. And so discrimination is a very good thing for, for you and I as Christians to have in our heads and not feel guilty if we make distinctions, okay? Yeah. So those are the practical aspects of discrimination. Now let's look at what the Bible says about discrimination. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And verse 15. I am sure you're familiar with this verse. Around here, we teach this verse in many different ways. We don't always refer to it, but by the way things are taught in the Bible, you see that we make distinctions and show differences in different things in the Bible, so we don't get confused. 2.15 says this, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now he says rightly dividing the word of truth. <clears throat> That's pretty good, huh? That's pretty round. Right and dividing. Now, if this was a piece of pie, if this was a piece of pie, we're going to divide this piece of pie according to this first. Right and divide. It doesn't say just divide it up and chop, 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 chop. It doesn't say chop it up. It says rightly divide it up. Rightly cut it up into pieces. Now, the first thing about discrimination is that God has already set it up in the Bible that there are certain things that are certain things. So here's a very profound statement. Certain things are certain things, okay? Some things are some things. Some things are not other things. Now that's very deep. Let that soak into you because it's very, very profound. Some things are some things. Certain things are certain things. Certain things are not other things. If this is something, it's not the same as this thing. There's distinctions and differences in the Bible. If you see them, you not come out a Jehovah Witness. You not be a Mormon. You not be a Seventh-day Adventist. You not be a Church of Christ. You not be any of these things. If you can cut the Bible apart properly, rightly, rightly dividing, rightly dividing. All right. So, for example, I want you to know that uh, from Exodus chapter eleven. Turn over there with me. Exodus chapter eleven. 
There's a difference. There's a difference between these peoples. Exodus chapter 11. Go back to the Old Testament. When it comes to discrimination, God makes a distinction between his people and other people. Exodus 11, 7. It says, as he talks about leaving Egypt and the death of the firstborn, here is a reason why. Verse 7. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue. Against man or beast that ye may know that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. That's to say, my people, Israel, is not like the Egyptians. They're not the same. They're not the same people. My people is my people. The Egyptians are not my people. That's a distinction. Now, it'd be true to say God loves everybody, but it'd be also true to say God loves Israel more than he loves the Egyptians. That'll be true because they're his people. And the distinction would be very clear here. A difference between Egyptians and Israel. Okay? Now look at Leviticus chapter 10. You're close by. Leviticus chapter 10. There's another example in the Bible about having differences. And I will surely get to the pie that we will divide. Leviticus 10. You remember that the Jews had a lot of festivals, rituals, and sacrifices? And when they came into the land of Canaan, they were not to be like the inhabitants of Canaan? Look at chapter 10 and verse number 10. Verse number 9. Do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when you go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest you die. Pretty serious. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. Verse 10. That ye may put a uh, put difference between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean. You see that? He is saying some things are for us, some things are for us, some things are for us, and some things are not for us. We are this, we're not that. We are to be holy, we're not to be unholy. We are to make a difference between unclean and clean. We're clean, they're unclean. We don't, we don't mingle, we don't blend together, we don't get along with them in a sense that we, we let them influence us and that we become like them. So distinctions, differences, discrimination. And um, come over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, I'll have time to finish this verse and then I'll continue at 1045 because there's a lot to say and it's very beneficial for us to remember that discrimination is a good, good word. It's a good practice. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. First Corinthians 14. Now, think, think of combat. Think of signals, hand signals or bugle or a, a, a trumpet, sounds. Uh, it has a meaning to it. Now, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse number 7. And even things without life, giving sound, 
whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? Notice the word there, distinction in the sounds, difference in the sounds. There's a difference in how something is played. Now, Mr. Marine, General, in the morning, 8 o'clock at Kebe, what did they play at 8 o'clock at Kebe? I hear it in the morning. Reveille. How does it sound? I, I don't know how to sing that. <laughs> okay. But it's a very, you know what that means? Yeah. And in the evening, they play a different tune. What is it? Okay, so they all mean something different. Yes. So at 8 o'clock, get up, get going. Yeah. At 6 o'clock and at 10 o'clock, different, different tunes. It means something. What if you flipped it around? You'd have confusion. What if somebody says, oh, 8 o'clock, that means 10 o'clock. You'd have problems. What if charge means for someone retreat? It just won't work. On aircraft carrier, you have these guys holding, even on the air, uh, on the tarmac, you have people on the ground that direct the airplanes coming in like this, right? They have little sticks, they do this. They make signals. It's like the cheerleaders. Sis, boom, bah, turn over here. <laughs> all right? It's like that, but the signals all mean something. The pilot has to understand what the signal is and what it means. They cannot say, oh, what is he doing that for? He means to this, I'll go this instead. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Distinctions of sounds and signals, they all make a make a difference. And in the Bible, we're to divide the Bible in a certain way, rightly divide the Bible. Now, you're going to find out that in the Bible, there is this distinction. You have one piece of the pie. Another piece of the pie, and the third, the third piece of the pie. In the Bible, you're going to find three kinds of people: the Jew, the Old Testament Jew. You have the Gentile, Old Testament and New Testament. You have the Church, New Testament, a distinct body from the Jew. And you have that the Church is composed of these people spiritually. So you have three things in the Bible. And when you read the Bible, to make to be discriminatory, you must ask yourself. Who is this talking about? When you read a Bible verse, is it for the Jew? Is it for the Gentile? Or is it for the church? If you can think that way, you not be confused. You not be a Jehovah Witness. You not be a Mormon. You not be, you see, you must be discriminatory. See differences. Sometimes see similarities. And so we're going to go there again, continue at 1045. Any questions? Okay, was that sort of a good reminder and helpful? Yes, thank you so much.